straight ahead with Joe Harrop and David Lewis.
welcome back to Jazz and Conversation with Joe Harrop and the 606 Club of London. Joe, hello, welcome back. Hi, David. Good to be back. Do you know, for a minute there, I thought you were going to say Dave. I thought this was going to finish Dave. on bad terms. Yeah, you, I get, you told me never to call you Dave. Yeah, but it just for some reasons, I heard your mouth forming my name there. It was almost like she's going to say Dave. Dave. She's going to say Dave. I'm going to have to fade the mic off. But no, well, when I suggested you that we call you, when I suggested that we give you that name, DJ Dave, you, you weren't keen. No, and still not, and never will be. <laughs> it's got a ring to it. <laughs> yeah, a bad ring that we're not going to use ever, ever go back to again. Oh, if there's a French the between us, got... that'd be terminal. We've started off on a bad foot. I mean, did think, we get out of no, bed I've got, on I've got a feeling we've, got, we've started off on a bit of a, of a quite yeah. a feisty little... Prickly. Oh, it's going to be one of those. Could, could be quite a show, listeners. <laughs> How are you, my dear? I'm really well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm enjoying... Um, I can't believe we're right at the end of this year, though. It's um, It's been quite a busy time and it's hurtling towards the thing that we is begins with a C. It is the, 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 the good C. Out of the, out of the three C's we can think of, that's the good C. And uh, I can already imagine your playlist for next month is going to be full of jingle jangles, right? Yeah, no, I've been working on that all year. Oh, don't I ever. Don't I'm I ever. I'm ready for Christmas. <laughs> the Geordie lass is going to bring us Christmas. Oh, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I don't think we can ignore it. I've got to start shopping soon. If from memory last year, didn't you tell me that you shop for your kids really early on? No, I'm not that person. I'm really, really not. I'm so last minute. It's, it's terrifying. So you still got work to do then, right? I haven't even begun to think about it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. December the 1st, decorations up, Christmas music on. And then we start thinking about gift shopping after that. You can't do it before December the 1st. It's, it just shouldn't be allowed. I totally to agree. Go into a shop, to go into a shop in September and hear Christmas music is, I walk straight out. <laughs> well, it's funny because, as you know, I moved you in the course this year. Where I live now has got quite high ceilings. So I was saying to AJ, daughter, that, oh, we can get a big, tall Christmas tree this year. What I hadn't thought is how I'm going to get it home. Because before the tree was like short enough to get into the car. Now I'm thinking, OK, I've sold this one down the river. We're getting a tall tree. But how do I get the damn tree home? I have no idea. Um, I'm not paying for Uber to deliver it. No way. It's going to cost enough. Anyway, Christmas trees are ridiculously you expensive. Get Uber to- oh, I just had a vision of one of those... Um- Delivery bikes. Imagine that. Do you want to make a piece of pizza on top as well? I could have (laughs) Christmas pizza. I went out for pizza last night and it was actually a Christmas pizza, which was quite alarming. But um, yeah, maybe. (laughs) How can you do (laughs) that? I didn't have it. I went for the normal spicy kind of thing. (laughs) My my dad once said to me, he said, there's nothing nothing more abused on this earth than a pizza. Oh, it's true. I think it's relating to when people put pineapple. Pineapple, like yeah. Listener, if there's any listeners out there who who think it's okay to put pineapple on a pizza, please, please, email them. <laughs> please stop listening to the show. That's not Italian. That's not Italian, is it? Surely not. It's not civil. No, it's not Italian. It's just not right. It shouldn't happen. Smarties. <laughs> We should talk about some music, possibly. That was Louise Golby that we just played, The Outsider. And uh, Louise was with us down at the club earlier this week. And I know you you and Louise go back a bit, don't you? I know you talked, spoke to me about Louise earlier this year. Yeah, Louise and I, um, we were friends on the singer-songwriter circuit. We did a, a competition once. God, I can't remember what it was for or who it was for. It was kind of songwriter, singer-songwriter competition. Um, and um, we got to perform our music on was it E4 or T4 or something like that? Um, and yeah, that was how I met her and we stayed friends all the way through, which is great. She's a real 
bundle of energy that girl she's always working always gigging she supports Umar all the time and supported Eric Benet and she's um and George Benson I think as well she's she really works hard and and does some amazing concerts and she's a great stage presence as well she's full of love and full of joy um yeah if you haven't heard louise before then do check her out never again mention eric benet on my show the man is too good he's too good looking i don't want him mentioned on my shows he's just too good looking end of (laughs) (laughs) no no i know there you go meow me um and somebody i'm going to be interviewing actually later this week as we record is beverly skeet and again beverly is with us at the club this coming weekend so i thought we should play something from beverly who released an album early this year i've played it on my afternoon shows and from beverly's latest album this is pulling through Yes, she'll see it through. 
So that was Beverly Skeet, who, as I mentioned, released an album earlier this year, and she'll be with us down at the club on Friday evening. You get all the details of that gig and all of the other gigs we're going to mention on the show this week over at 606club.co.uk. So um, I think on the good old socials, I saw you down at the Jazz FM Awards, did I not, a few weeks back? Did we? Jamie and I were imposters on the red carpet. Yeah, um, I saw you do that whole photo bobbing. Not, yep. <laughs> not, for, not for an award, but just to enjoy the... Um, the lovely award ceremony, the music, and um, and the table of free booze. It's <laughs> good enough calling card uh, for me. Well, no, it was lovely. It was really great to see um, people that I knew receiving nominations and awards, and also new bands that I, I didn't know. and And there was a lovely atmosphere down there. And um, yeah, I enjoyed the um, the drinks, as I said, and it was. Um, dancing with the next band that we're about to play, uh, young lads from Manchester. And uh, one of them's from where my dad was born, Gorton. And um, so we got chatting. G- G- Gorton. Gorton. Gorton, yeah, Manchester. I've heard it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and then uh, we were removed from the stage for dancing by security. Security. Oh, dear. That was my exit. Uh, and then I had to do an interview for BBC Radio London at 11.45 at night after that. Can't, <laughs> Having can't, been removed. Can't really, can't really <laughs> remember what I said. <laughs> but, but I do remember saying this, them saying they were out of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I'm that rude to you on the show, just let me know. If you're babbling on, oh, Joe, 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 we're out of time. Go to the music. That was bad, bad planning. I did have a point to make, but I probably went about in the roundabout <laughs> way. And, and Joe, Joe Good was like, I said, thank you, Joe. We're out of time now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go. It was, bad, it was bad planning, really, wasn't it? You know, inviting me to the Jazz FM Awards, free alcohol, and then planning a radio, a live radio interview nearly at midnight afterwards. I mean... Bad mix. It's a bit unfair. A bit unfair. Bad, bad mix, yeah. They don't know you well, not like us. You're amongst <laughs> friends here. I would never book you at midnight. We're not with free drink as involved, certainly. It's just not. <laughs> Who could turn down that kind of temptation, right? And then still do radio at the end of it. Just not <laughs> Shall we play the yeah, so we play next band? Who's it? Secret it Night Gang. The, the Secret Night Gang, they're nominees at the um, Jazz FM Awards this year. And mm. this is a song called The Sun.
once felt had gone away. Love has found a new place, a new home in what I used to know. And so,
Manchester are turning out some great bands at the moment, aren't they? I mean, there's a lot, a lot of soul up north, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that okay. Strictly not. I don't know if you'd call it jazz, although you and I have discussed before about the whole risk of compartmentalizing things and pigeonholing. But it's just good music. I like the sound of that a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can't. The thing is, with jazz, it's always been pro- progressive and reflective of the times, hasn't it? And I think it's it's a big umbrella to say jazz. I mean, you can go okay. Jazz is just about what we think of as traditional jazz, but you know, I think it covers a lot of a lot of ground, really. Of which, you know? of course, when you were talking to me months, probably over a year ago, about the concept of your new album, you were sort of saying again this whole thing that you know I want to explore different mm. avenues, different sounds. How's the yeah. sound? How's the sound of the album gone down? Have you, I mean, it looks like it's getting really you know well what? received. It, it, do you know uh, that's the slightly worrying thing, being pegged as a jazz singer specifically, to then do something intentionally a little bit more commercial and um, with influences of pop and blues and so that you worry that people will go well this isn't jazz you know and they can't figure it out so they just go net but actually in the jazz reviews jazz wires and stuff the people have actually got it and and i think quite a few people are doing that actually you know there's um people who've it's got lots of jazz players and jazz influence on but it's it's taken out of the um it's been taken out of the uh traditional aspect of, of swinging bebop jazz you know exactly that yeah and let me say i've been looking at the reviews you've been getting and they look like they're absolutely amazing you must be i mean because we spoke just as it was being released last on the last show and now of course it's out there and it looks like you can surely yeah. breathe a bit easier yeah definitely it's um you know you it's good to reach out to all kinds of audiences it's had some play on 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 the other radio station known as Radio 2. Sorry, mm-hmm. mention no, that. No. And, uh, <laughs> no, Joe, I know Joe um, Wiley's a big supporter, uh, yeah, isn't she? I know, that's amazing. I mean, you, who would have thought it? And, you know, and then also on the jazz, um, the jazz channels as well, jazz shows as well. So um, I'm thrilled, but just to, I think it's just good songs, really. I've always just maintained that a good song is a good song. Like we just said People about the, song. Yeah. the songs, yeah, exactly. Yeah, with the Secret so, Night Gang, you know, good music yeah. is good music, isn't it? And they're great, yeah, absolutely. It's if you get into any group, I mean, I could quite happily listen to anything from heavy rock music right through to classical, you know, I, it, it, as long as it's good music, then you, you gave it the fist bump there, as long as it's good music. Good music. Yeah. <laughs> there was passion there. As long as it's good music. Either that, you're about to clobber me via Zoom. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, you know, and the whole genre of jazz needs to move forward. It's always been that kind of music and it, it shouldn't stand still now and be kept in this classic yeah. 1950s well, hard bop sound, you know, there's other music to enjoy. To, you can enjoy all of it. I mm. mean, we don't need to be specific or exclusive or anything. We can enjoy all of it for what it is and, you know. Don't think we need to discount stuff just because it doesn't fit into the box that some people like to put things in, you know. And a wonderful pianist we have down at the club uh, later, well, as we record as the show goes out later today on Thursday of this very week, is a regular at the club. John Crawford is down there. And I was going through my collection. I've got uh, a track that he performed along with a good friend of yours, Esther Bennett. Oh, our Esther. Yeah. Oh, Esther, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> They're great together, actually. I've seen them play before at the club quite a few times, down with the six. Yeah. Well, I've dug out from Esther's recent uh, album, This Is Pretty People.
He does something in the city. She's in fabric and design. They're pretty people, pretty people. They've a house right on the river with a cellar full of wine. Such pretty people, pretty people. But there's a rumor going round I heard the other day. Well, you know those wagging tongues. Well, I believe they say those pretty, pretty people, pretty people. They don't really like each other pretty much at all. At a party, he's so charming, she's so pretty, pretty people, pretty people. He's so utterly distinguished, she's so utterly divine, such pretty people, pretty people. But according to the rumors, when they hit the sack, they pretend to be asleep and they lie back to back. Those pretty, pretty people, pretty people, now they're feeling pretty much alone. She shared his dream And he shared her love Ages ago Who could say just when The laughter ended And now they're strangers Strangers And of course it's gonna cost a pretty penny, pretty penny. So he's found a pretty partner and he'll start again. She will look for someone else to ease the pain. You may wonder why I tell ya, I can see you're wondering why. Well, those pretty, pretty people, pretty people. Straight ahead with the 606 Club with David Lewis and Joe Harrop. I'm 
I love that track. That's a track called Midnight in Harlem by Tedeschi Trucks Band. Your friend sent me a link over um, a year or so ago and I was listening to them through lockdown and I think that's, they're, they're great, so soulful. Um, and earlier this week at the 606 Club, there was the fantastic Jim Mullen who was playing with Peter Bernstein. Um, so that we're going to go into a song of his now called Rule of Thumb.
Jim Mullen. I very nearly dug out uh, one of his jazz funk tracks for Morrissey Mullen. I've got, I think, three of the five or six albums they released as Morrissey Mullen back in the um, 70s and 80s. Brilliant jazz funk, brilliant jazz funk. But I decided instead we'd go for a track from one of his uh, more recent albums. Volunteers uh, was the album that we lifted that from. And Rule of Thumb. Now, I see you've sent over a fantastic saxophonist who was in touch with me a few weeks ago, Alex Hitchcock. He's a beautiful, beautiful sax player. We used to do a lot of stuff together, actually. He's such a gorgeous tenor player. So classy when he plays the, the jazz standards, but then he's, his own original music is obviously very much more um, contemporary. Of and which, of course, he's got a new project coming out, hasn't he, called The Dream right. Band. Exactly, his new album, which has received great and well-deserved praise. And this is one of the tracks from that album. It's called Wolf and Nina, and it features Midori Yeager.
so as things stand, Alex got in touch with me and uh, said, would I be interested in having him back on the show to talk about the new project, which is something I'd love to do. So hopefully, I think probably early in the new year, I think that's when he's getting into the majority of touring that album. And I think he's going to be down at the club again because he was, he was at the club during the festival with Zosa Cole. Uh, they were doing a Coltrane thing down at the club. But yes, I'm looking very much, uh, looking forward very much to speaking with Alex once again. And this new project he's got sounds amazing. And uh, I know that uh, Deshnal Gordon's on there as well. He's got some great artists and on Charisse. there. Yep, Sharice yep. is singing on there too. Oh, she's got a great EP out at the moment, Sharice. I've been listening to some of her stuff. Um, so next to play is a really close friend of yours, trumpeter Andy Davis, and he's teamed up with somebody, well, just uber cool, isn't he? Well, yes. I mean, this is another guy who I saw who won an award for Best Instrumentalist at the Jazz FM Awards a few weeks ago, and rightly so. He's an absolutely stunning player. He really... Um, you know, he's one of those people who's got really got something to say on, on his instrument on the bass. And uh, so this is We'll Be Together Again, which is an Andy Davies track featuring Daniel Casimir. Thank you. 
So that was Andy's take on a jazz standard. We'll be together again. Uh, what, off one of Andy's albums, you said? Rise of the Spider Monkey, yeah. It's one of his favourite standards to play, but you can you can tell why when you hear it, because it's that is just stunning. I listen to that over and over again. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, I remember when Daniel was on the show, and if you want to, Listeners want to go back the uh, the podcast still out there on Apple Podcasts on Mixcloud, but uh, he was saying oftentimes when he was younger he was very shy, and he said oftentimes mm. with bass players they tend to be shy because of course they stand at the back of the stage they're not the focus. Uh, so, well, he what he what his shyness he obviously makes it up for. He says it all on his instrument. Absolutely, you know? yeah. As you say, you've got a lot of expression, a lot to say. Yeah. So much, so much. Real talent. So we are hurtling towards the halfway point of this show and uh, going into the second hour, we're going to talk about a track that you sent over to me a couple of weeks ago. You're listening to Joe and David and this is Straight Ahead. Straight Ahead, jazz and conversation. Me. 
That was a track called Lenoche by Omar Puente and the um, vocalist featured on that was Caroline Loftus who wrote the lyrics um, wrote that track who wrote that with Omar and Caroline's actually a regular down at the 606 Club and a good friend of mine I thought I recognised her name yeah Byron Wallen's the trumpet player featured ah, I was going to yeah. ask you I was going to ask you I thought I recognised but I couldn't put a, a name to it Byron yeah yeah, and on from one friend to another, um, this is a track by the wonderful Eileen Hunter, uh, who we just did the last day of the L- London Jazz Festival at the 606 Club with um, three of us, Rachel Sutton, Eileen and I, and we, we do this afternoon thing traditionally now, um, mm. the end of the London Jazz Festival for a Sunday lunch, and it's always such a lovely, lovely vibe. Um Rachel's husband's on piano. We've got Neville Malcolm and Paul Robinson on drums. And it just, it's just really, really nice vibes. You know, it was a full house and, and really lovely. And it just, Eileen performed this song that she wrote with her husband, Steve Brookstein. Mm. And I really love it. So I wanted to play it on the show this week. And it's called The Letter. Here I go falling for you. Too soon. 
So it must have been ESP because I know that you three were performing uh, down at the club yesterday. And uh, last night at home, I actually bought an Eileen's album. And there's a lovely track, I think it's the opener called Now and Then. Beautifully haunting, your kind of ballad. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've forgotten that the, the letter, the track we just played, was also on the album. It's a great album, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Um, she and Steve are a good little writing team, actually. Mm. I think they, they um, and she put Eileen's great because she plays piano as well. So she chooses really interesting songs to cover because she can obviously work them out and play them herself so she you know she plays she always chooses some very unusual songs and she's a big Blossom Deary fan as well so she does a lot of Blossom Deary songs and she's really lovely she's one of those things that's just so understated and feels no need to shout or do all kinds of crazy things she just you know she just does what she does and sings so on her so honestly and purely, and it's she, yeah, she's lovely and a lovely woman. They, I think <laughs> when I last, the last time I that gig was performed year before last, clearly I, I was there and I saw you three, and I'm sure Eileen said they were moving. I think were they moving up to Scotland They're in or something? Scotland. That's They're, right. Yeah, so she came down from Scotland on Sunday, all the way down from near Edinburgh, and had to run off at the end. <laughs> was she <laughs> going back train. to Scotland? Yeah, yeah. Her last train was at five o'clock, so she literally like ran off stage at the, on the last song and just ran off. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the side they don't see of a performer's life, having to make the last train to Scotland. 
Yeah. <laughs> Lovely album, though. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Eileen Hunt and we just listened to The Letter. So we're going into some classic jazz now, aren't we? Something going back to the, the halcyon days of jazz. Well, one of the best jazz standards ever written by Kurt Weill and um, by one of the best trumpet players the world has ever seen, Mr. Miles Davis. We're going to listen to My Ship.
end, it just uh, came across my mind, since having you on the show last, you had your big gala evening down at Cadogan Hall, right? You and a plethora of other stars that, on stage nice. with a big string orchestra, weren't you? It was. It was our quadruple album launch um, night at Cadogan Hall on Bonfire Night. And it, it was beautiful. I mean, to play with, um, I think we had 10 strings, including the harp on stage. And it was just stunning. It really was. To, to play in, in a, a hall of that size um, and, and hear your music come live with the strings, some of the songs we hadn't done live before, was was really breathtaking and, and really very, very special. And Chris Standring was the was the main artist on he'd come across from America mm-hmm. to do his set with because his whole album has the strings and I got up and sang with him too. It was just it was really, really special. Because of course his um, album was recorded at Abbey Road, wasn't it? His the strings were, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um and and yeah that was that was a real beautiful evening. And then you know a week or two later for the London Jazz Festival we went and performed the songs again in the Hampstead Jazz Club, which seats about 40. Uh, <laughs> it's such yeah. a different, it's such a different experience. And I, I love both, but you know, there's something to be said for performing in the, a room of that tiny size where you're really, really, really with people. And it was, that was, it, that was equally as special, to be honest. It I was can so believe it beautiful. Was. I know we spoke about that before, the aura mm. of the different clubs, you know, playing the big arenas, the big stages, big venues, and suddenly, and almost jazz is organically and natively suited to smaller venues, isn't it, where you're singing yes, to somebody. Yeah, it, of course it is. I mean, you couldn't have the strings in, in an intimate club like that. You, you, you wouldn't have any room for the audience. So. But it was... Um, yeah. Audience strings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so, so, so. Both gigs were just so, so beautiful. And it's really nice to hear the songs from the album come alive and know that you can do them live because, of course, we never got to perform any of them live before we recorded, which is unusual. But of course, um, I would have thought for a singer to be on stage with a full string orchestra must be a dream come true, right? It must be stunning. Oh, my goodness. It's luxury, isn't it? Mm. It is. And, and really the sound is. there you were telling me is, is stunning, isn't it, Cadogan Hall? Absolutely. Like, so crystal clear. It was gorgeous. I mean, I, we didn't actually film the night, which is a shame, but somebody got some footage on their, on their video, on their mm. camera phone, mm. you know? So Smartphone nice is what we call it, dear. Moving oh, yeah, into the modern days, things. camera phone. <laughs> Camcorder. <laughs> um, and so I was able, I was able to watch a couple the of the clips. later. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Um, yeah, it was nice to actually go, oh, that actually happened. Oh, it yeah. sounded okay, actually, because it goes so fast and mm. it's a bit of a whirlwind that you go like, I just want to know, I just want to be able to see what it looked like. What, how did it yeah. sound? Um, yeah, I'm sure when you're on stage, it must just pass it does, in a moment. And you can't really, it does, and you can't really remember what happened or what's going on. You don't know, you know, you, you, you can't really listen to what everybody's doing because you're concentrating so much. You know, it's nerve wracking. It was the first time we performed some mm. of the songs live as well. so. It's like, oh my goodness, we're just doing this to a few hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. But uh, yeah, it did look absolutely gorgeous. The pictures you put up certainly looked absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was very special. So uh, what are we playing next? We've gone out of Miles Davis. Ah, something from Diane Reeves, right? Oh yeah, this is the gorgeous Duke Ellington song, In a Sentimental Mood. In a sentimental While you're loving at a 
In a sentimental mood. 
And so from Diane Reeves to the third wheel in the cog. Somebody, once again, that I played on the show last week because when I was looking down the, the listings of the club, I was trying to play artists that are coming up during the course of, and I saw obviously that you three were on stage. I played all three of you fine artists oh, last you. week. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, never a chore to play some more of Rachel and Eileen. So we've already, already played Eileen, but you've got something from Rachel Sutton now, haven't you? Yeah, no, I don't know if you've interviewed Rachel mm. yet. There's not many I haven't. She's a, she's a force of nature. She's really good fun, real beautiful soul. And, you know, she's just entertaining as well. She's got this great voice, very jazz, theatrical performance because she's an actress as well. Actress, so yeah. She's, she's re- really like a real performer, you know. Um, and not only has she got this, this gorgeous voice, but she's so funny. When she's performing, she makes this. She's got a real dry sense of humour, hasn't she? She really does, but she, you know, she she doesn't take herself too seriously. She's and she, you know, she's usually with her husband on piano, so there's a little bit of banter between them. But I tell you, on Sunday, Eileen had said to um, Roland, she said, "I'd like to dedicate this next song to uh, to the the wonderful Roland Perrin on the piano. This is the Lies of Handsome Men, which is a Blossom Deary song." And, uh, <laughs> Uh, and the handsome, the handsome piano player here, or something, and and you know, like the third, me and Rachel are sat out the back. <laughs> I say, "Ooh, Rachel, what are you going to do about that?" So obviously, there's this kind of like running theme throughout the show of um, "I'll stand between you two, shall I?" So yes, the handsome man. Yeah. Be careful, be careful when you go off stage, Rachel. You know, the piano player's wife's back there. And- I tell you, you mentioned actually Rachel's brilliant sense of humour. And I'll tell you whose style of sense of humour she put me in mind. It was Joe Brand. She had that kind of delivery. Yeah, there was, yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? There was that kind yeah. of dryness and drollness about her delivery, a deadpan kind of thing, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. She's she's brilliant and, and such a lovely woman as well, such a, a good friend. And um, she's one of those girls, she got you back. Uh, and, and this is an album that she wrote, um, which a few years ago now, but... It's very, very deep, you know, she lost her, her dear mother and um, she wrote this song, A Million Conversations, obviously uh, what she wanted to say to her, to her mother. I was and, going to um, that was exactly it, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a heartbreak, but it's so beautiful and, and so very heartfelt. Um, so we wanted to play that one for, for you just to, to say thank you girls for such a good gig on Sunday. Um, it was great fun. And, and here's Rachel Sutton with A Million Conversations. Since you left me With a photograph I put upon my wall A million conversations Since you left this world And every single one upon my own So won't you join Place where the living cannot go. 
He tells me where you are and gives me comfort He tells me that you're happy He tells me that you're free Since you left me With a photograph I put upon my wall Oh, a million conversations Since you left this world And every single one upon my You're listening to David and Joe on Straight Ahead. 
That was the wonderful Rachel Sutton with a million conversations from her beautiful self-penned album, followed by some classic jazz sounds from Art Tate and Trio as I cover the waterfront. Just a question that came to mind, because obviously there's three of you on stage at the club yesterday. This isn't about you three. I'm talking generically about vocalists. We've spoken about guitarists, funny enough, there being a wonderful kinship between guitarists that I've seen. Does the same hold true? Because in some respect, I'm sure you all respect one another's talents and abilities, but equally you're kind of after the same kind of gigs and jobs. So do singers kind of have that same solidarity? No, we just totally try and upstage each other. Perfect. That's what exactly what I thought. We've got that scoop and I'm going to make that into a meme. <laughs> <laughs> that will follow you now for the rest of your professional career. <laughs> I actually dropped a song because I knew Eileen was going to miss her train to get her on stage. <laughs> that is how generous we are with each other. Uh, no, Steve, Steve, put, uh, Steve put us together um, mindfully because... You know, not all singers would probably enjoy doing that kind of thing. And um, and he, he knew it would work between us and we all get along very, very well. Um, and and yeah, it's, it's lovely. We're really supportive of each other. And and then we do these kind of like a couple of joint songs as well where we that's right. reorganise what we're going to do and then we completely forget and all sing each other's parts and just can't remember what we've agreed and then it just turns into laughter and giggles and it's quite... Do you get, because of the distance between you, I know you and Rachel are London-based, but uh, do you get much time to work on the set? Ahead Not of time? really. I mean, in previous years, we've got together at Rachel's and, and worked stuff out. But this year, obviously, Eileen being in Scotland and just me and Rachel being busy and everything, it's just we didn't do it. So we got there early at the club and worked through things just before the show. But, you know, it's pretty relaxed, to be honest. It's not, you know, it's an afternoon show and people just want to have a good time. And I think sometimes people like like the fact, you know, I, I just said, oh, you know, we're, we're going to do this really well rehearsed um, number now. This is Comes Love. We've, we've been working on this since 12.30 p.m. today. <laughs> <laughs> and the audience like that, you know, because they're like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like that, you know, because you, it's fine. And, yeah, and, then, yeah. and, and, it, and it, it's all good. You know, we've got a good solid band behind us and we all know what we're doing, kind mm. of. <laughs> <laughs> you're professionals, you're professionals. No, it's, it's good to and hear. If it goes wrong, like, What's you know? What's the worst that can happen? You know. No, it's, 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 I've noticed this. Obviously, I don't know many other worlds as well as I know the world, the world of jazz. But it does seem to be a lot of solidarity between artists, which is always good to see and witness. And, yeah, it's yeah. a lovely community, isn't it? it? Really is. They talk about the jazz community. And it's yeah. a real thing. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think people are. Gosh, it's a competitive world. It would be silly to deny that there isn't competition there. But people, everybody wants the same gigs and everybody wants the radio play and everybody, you know, but you've just got to keep working hard. You've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep believing. You've got to keep being thankful and support people along the way, you know, because we all started off somewhere. And uh, I'm not yeah. even going to talk about the politics in radio. Don't get me started. <laughs> Instead, let's play some more classic jazz. Another track that you've uh, sent over, the Charlie Hayden Quartet. Cool. Yes, this is gorgeous. The folks who live on the hill that I used to perform in the Peggy Lee show mm-hmm. was the last song and always used to make us all cry. <laughs> and um and this is with featuring the the great vo- vo- the great vocals of Shirley Horn. Someday we'll build a home on a hilltop high 
shiny and new A cottage that too can fill And we'll be pleased to be called The folks who live on the hill Someday We may be adding a wing or two any family will And we will always be called The folks who live on the hill
sort of view that seems to want to be seen. And when the kids grow up and leave us, we'll sit and look at that same old view. Just we two, Darby and Joan, who used to be Jack and Jill. And we'll be glad to be called what we have always been called. The folks who live So Joe and I were, were just chatting off mic and I was sort of talking about the fact that we should mention what gigs you got coming up and at which point mm -hmm. Joe goes and gets this actual grandma's diary out, a physical diary. Floral. <laughs> grandma's diary. Looks like a cat's kitson kind of diary for if you're trying to picture the kind of diary that Joe writes her gigs in. All florally. It's got a little elastic bit to put your pencil in as well. It's yeah. like you have yeah, to have the, a paper diaries. They're the only way. Digital, it's digital, the way to go. They're wherever you go. They make They can't be stolen. Well, they're they always can. there. Uh, only if your digital identity gets stolen, but that's going into a whole... God. No, let's, <laughs> not, not go go, there. let's <laughs> not do that. That's a whole dark worm going through the weeds with that <laughs> one. So talk us through Christmas then. What have you got coming up? Some of your highlights. Oh, uh, well, obviously Christmas Eve. Santa's coming. Yeah. And then um, on, the on the 3rd of December, we've got the beautiful little green note in Camden, and that's me and Jamie doing our thing down there. Mm -hmm. Can't wait for that. Um, there's a lot of kind of Christmas party things, you know. Do you get involved in the whole function gig scene? In uh, Christmas, yeah, because, you know, there's a lot of it going on and you'd be foolish not to, really. There's, mm. uh, Comes once a year. <laughs> um, and we've got, somebody's got to pay for the Lego. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and what else has come up? Norden Arts Centre out in Mace. Maidenhead. Maidenhead, not Maidenhead, Maidenhead, Maidenhead yeah. uh, on the 10th, Friday the 10th of December. Um, and Who are you there with? Boys. That's going to be Alex Hutton and Jihad Darwish yep. um, and Jamie. And then we've got um, a few lunchtime boys daily things at Canary Wharf, mm -hmm. here, hither and thither. Um, what else, what else, what else? Uh, Twickenham Jazz Club on the 15th of December and um, listen out on... Radio 2 because I might be doing a few Christmas songs here and there too oh get you get you there you go uh, oh uh, Soho Piano Bar on the 18th of December there's loads there's loads just coming to you and then we're going up to Newcastle this is it. the big one yeah. this is the big one Newcastle for the Sage on the 22nd of December to Gateshead sorry not Newcastle I get told off for that so that's Gateshead Sage 22nd of December and then we're back down to London to the Hampstead Church in Hampstead to do the Jazzy Christmas show with the Orchestra Paul's Ensemble Paul Edith's oh, Ensemble which will be stunning because it's in Hampstead Jazz Church Hampstead Jazz Church Hampstead Church with the Hampstead Jazz Club mm -hmm. 
they're putting that on and that will be absolutely stunning so if you're around on the 23rd of december get tickets to come to the Hampstead church to watch jazzy christmas because it really will be very very special and how to date do you keep your website all the details or most of the details on your website the details will be on the website yes the jewelharrop.com dead easy to remember there we go right uh, so you are indeed busy and joan mitchell Sorry, that was a bit of a no, no I, I asked. You answered. You know, simple as that, really. <laughs> if Listen you don't, is falling asleep. If you don't want to know something, <laughs> don't ask the question. Joni Mitchell is who you've given us next. This is her from her very beautiful orchestral album, um, which is called Both Sides Now. I'm sure everybody's familiar with it. And this is a song called Don't Go to Strangers.
so that's passing absolute flash two hours sometimes just blink of an eye and it's gone and uh we're coming towards the end of this week's show in fact we just got one more track to play which is going to be from the sax band tony kofi who is down at the club this coming weekend he's going to be with us on saturday evening but uh so that leaves us ready for december then joe well get your jingle bells ready we're going to have sleigh bells and all, all the bells and whistles. You know my bells are always jingling. And uh, they're, they're, I can't wait for Christmas because it's the time I can dust them down and jingle them loudly. So um, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to your Christmas playlist. It's uh, become a thing of legend now. I, I pick hardly any I might music. do an alternative Christmas. Like, oh, are we going to go dark? <laughs> Anti-Christmas <laughs> playlist or Turkish Christmas songs or something Almost like. certainly I'll have some Nina Simone looked out for it, but that's kind of it. I haven't got no idea. Maybe even dig out something from your your uh, summertime recorded Christmas album from a few years ago. Absolutely. Let's Not do some of that. away without listening to some of that. So don't forget, <laughs> go and visit Joe's website, joeharp.com. Check out all those lovely gigs she was talking about. She's super busy through the end of this month and into December. So make sure you get to the website and go out and support live music. Joe, as ever, it's been lovely having you along. Oh, it's always good fun, David. I can't wait for next month. No, it's going to be fun. It will be fun. And uh, so we're finishing with Tony Kofi. It's a live recording from his most recent album. We're going to be listening to Things Are Getting Better. Joe, I'll see you in Christmas time. <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.
Thank you very much.